0: Hello and welcome to the Native Angelino podcast. I'm Tom Levine and it's May 2nd, 2022. Today we'll briefly review the current economic environment in front of the Federal Reserve meeting later this week and then specifically talk about Kathy Wood and her investment style in a little more detail than we had a month ago. So to begin with, the treasury bonds today closed at above 3% for the first time in the last couple of years. The, and by that I mean the 5, 10, and the 30-year bonds all slightly above 3%. That's psychologically important uh, as much as practically important. The mortgage rates have already adjusted, and the average rate in the country now is about 5.5%. For a thirty-year mortgage, which, depending on the metric you use, that's up somewhere between seventy-five and one hundred percent versus a year ago, when sub-three percent mortgages uh, were available. In fact, I'm aware of uh, two and five-eighths mortgages in uh, in a couple of cases. So on Wednesday, the Federal Reserve open market committee will meet and is widely expected to raise the benchmark rate by one half a point or 50 basis points as it's known it's possible they do 75 basis points or 25 but in all probability it will be half a point this is significant as all other rates are pegged to it but also in that it's a reversal of a trend that we've known is coming but it's a reversal of a trend that's gone on for, I don't know, 25 years or something like that. And to put that in perspective, the federal funds rate has been at zero of late. and We're talking about raising it to close to 1% currently. Now, in the 1980s, during a period of hyperinflation, we didn't have hyper, but high inflation, the rate reached almost 20%. All right, so at zero, uh, we were in unprecedented territory. and We got there out of a, a crisis situation, uh, the pandemic, the stock market falling off and, and these sorts of things. But now we're in a position where we are risking a recession or what we call uh, potentially stagflation, which is inflation combined with a slowing or stalled economy. It's sort of interesting to talk about that now, given that the stock market, although down quite a bit, which we'll get to in a minute, is, you know, relatively high. And at the same time, employment or unemployment is very low. So on the surface, things look very good yet we've had these supply chain concerns uh, due to COVID shutdowns. We've had, we're seeing inflation throughout the economy and, you know, everything from Clorox to food to gas, gasoline for our cars, you know, across the board. The war in Europe, or we'll, we'll, we'll call it contained right now to the Ukraine, but the war also adds an element of, uncertainty and could become very troublesome uh, for the global economy if it continues much longer or if it widens. So with that said, let's talk about Kathy Wood and, and why I focus on her as an example of, I don't know, I guess what not to do. She is a veteran of the industry She's intelligent and yet is running a fund that is down over 50% year to date. For comparison, the NASDAQ composite is down about 20%. Now, if we look in a longer time frame, let's call it the trailing five years, the NASDAQ is up 100% and what we call the arc fund the arc investment or arc invest fund a-r-k-k is the symbol is up 80 percent or 88 percent over that time so it's trailed the composite index yet has substantially more risk the reason i want to talk about it for a bit is the unique thing about what she does is take a concentrated portfolio of roughly 35 stocks and places bets on what she calls innovation now the top stock in her fund is Tesla and you know other names that you will know Zoom, Roku, Square and Coinbase and then other names that may not be as familiar uh, in, the biotech, uh, in the biotech arena. But the thesis is that she invests early with a long time frame and is, is using her research to pick the, the real winners that over time, over a five-year period, let's say, should far outperform the market averages. Now that hasn't been the case although she had a very good time Uh, she had great performance coming out of the pandemic for a bit but the longer-term track record just isn't there. Now why I want to highlight it is because I wanted to talk for a bit about venture capital and private equity. Now venture capital uh, typically invest in early stage and startup companies, uh, same sort of philosophy as she's using. You know, you have, you know, could be 25, 50 investments uh, in a fund with a horizon of five to seven years. Uh, The only difference being in the venture capital world, when you get it right, you can make 30 or 50 or even 100 times your money. And in fact, in venture capital, what typically happens is you'll have one or two investments in the portfolio that at the end of, let's say, seven years accounts for 80% or 90% of the returns, of the positive returns. So in other words, you take a lot of losses, a lot of losing bets to hit on one or two explosive winners. Think about Google, for example, you know, or these sorts of companies. Yet those who invest in venture capital typically and historically have been those who are the most able to take risk and take losses, meaning high net worth or pension funds or endowment funds or this sort of thing. Now, if we talk about what's known as private equity. Now, private equity also typically has an investment horizon of let's call it seven years, could be five years, could be 10 years to fund. But private equity tends to buy public companies and take all of the company or a large stake in the company and then they either take it private or restructure to extract value. And you can get You know, substantial returns, but typically not the 10, 20, 30, 50, 100 times you can get in venture capital. So along comes Kathy Wood with kind of a hybrid strategy. She's buying into public companies, but buying those with a longer time horizon, which we're all taught we should have. Uh, almost without regard for valuation, you know, she believes that her research is so good and they're so smart and, and adept at what they do that they can pick the big winners. Now, you know, Tesla's an example. They made great money in Tesla. Yet not the, you know, 50 or hundred times that you would get in an early stage venture investment or even 10 or 25 times. So What she's done is bring a highly concentrated portfolio of, in this case, 35 stocks, and she buys it without, almost without regard for price, for valuation, because the, again, the thesis is, if you stay with me over five years or longer, you should do better than the market. Right. It's, it's a fair thesis. The issue is, can the average person afford to or be willing to take losses of 50% year to date or 65% from the high as the market is retreating? The answer is for a small part of, part of your portfolio, probably yes. But as we know, the retail or less well-rounded investor oftentimes will chase the biggest returns or over-allocate to the very risky investments, thus you know, overexposing themselves to downside. Now, the ARC funds have come under scrutiny for the way they buy stocks, and the way they expose investors to risk. Uh, in the written piece accompanying this, you'll see a video of Jim Cramer uh, in the in a, in a polite fashion, although not shy. Uh, he really eviscerates her and discusses the mistakes in her investment philosophy. And, and I have to say that I that I agree with him, you know, we're at a, at a time now in a place where interest rates are just starting to move up again. There's war in Europe. We've got inflation. The, the cycle has changed. And without going into all the backdrop, the likelihood of the valuations reaching, you know, previous levels, is not great doesn't mean we can't see the market move up from here what we call bear market rallies but there's a decent shot that we are going to have a recession at the very least a slowdown it's been quite a while and with rising interest rates the the pure math just the simple math of it says you know all else being equal if you raise interest rates the value of stocks overall fall and, and the, the reason being if you can get, let's say f- currently it's 3%, but let's say you can get four or 5% in a two or five year treasury bond where you know, you're going to get your money back, you know, that versus a risky stock that pays no dividend or a low dividend in a, in a slowing economy you know, the, the trade becomes more and more likely to push your money towards safety, treasury bonds or municipal bonds, or stocks with good cash flow and stable businesses. Think of a Coca-Cola or, you know, or, or any number, you know, Clorox, although they didn't report good numbers today, you know, staples, things that we have to use regularly. Now, what happens in an up market like we've had over the last few years is valuations get out of whack. And what's happening now is just a a reset of price-to-earnings ratio and valuation generally. Kathy Woods is very much in the public eye. You know, she's marketing, and she's got a, a, a following. And in fact, you know, in order for her strategy to work she has to be able to have cash on hand to purchase these stocks as they become cheaper and cheaper and cheaper so what that means is the public investor has to have the resources have cash on hand to invest to give her more money to buy more shares now if this were a traditional fund, a professional money manager, say, running money for a pension fund or or even a hedge fund with high net worth individuals, there's very little chance that with the kind of performance she's she's had, that money would come in. In fact, it would likely go out. Now, versus her peers, similar risky funds, she's actually had inflows this year. And I'm willing to say that much of that has to do with her marketing and the argument that she tells or the story she spins, which again, there's logic to it, but the, the timing is off and and I urge you to listen to the the Jim Cramer video. Uh, I think we're going to, we're going to cut it short, right about in here. Uh, and I'll just mention that, you know, also in, in the written piece is a clip from Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger. Now realize, you know, Buffett is, you know, I've forgotten how old, 88 or 91. And Munger, I think, is 98. So, you know, these guys are from a different generation or two or three. Yet they do know what they're doing. They have their own you know, value investing style. And they describe the marketplace as a casino. So that's worth listening to. Again, it's just one point of view, but one worth at least listening to. And then finally, uh, there is a clip from Muhammad Al-Aryan, who I consider to be one of the best global strategists you know, over decades, uh, where he discusses his interest rate view and essentially the the conclusion is that the Fed is between a rock and a hard place, and they've got, you know, two decisions they can make. One is to raise interest rates rapidly; the other is to raise them more slowly. And in either one, the outcome is bad because they're late to the party. And uh, so, you know, that that's worth listening to as well. So, thank you for your time and for listening, and uh, we'll leave it here.